what can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3 minutes gone by the 12 o'clock hour y'all and it's girl talk time it's girl talk time it's girl talk time and i'm so excited i'm so excited can i tell y'all how excited i am can you hear in my voice how excited i am i don't know if you can but i am so excited because i have a special guest on Girl Talk with me today. I'm so sorry, you guys. Natalia could not make it today, but I'm excited that she cannot make it because her business is getting ready to open back up because of COVID-19. So that's why she can't make it. She's doing some training and stuff. But I have someone who Glory Land absolutely loves. Let me just say that. Glory Land loves this woman. Um, her show um, was on our station. And I mean, she had more people at her conference here in the Bahamas from Glory 93.9 FM than I've ever seen at any other event in the Bahamas. So she's well known to our Glory Land listeners, ladies and gentlemen, friends, family members, coworkers, loved ones, strangers. I want to introduce you to PM, officially known as Pastor Monica Hasco. Pastor Monica. Yeah. How are you? I am so excited. PM, how have you been? How have you been doing? Tell us I, what's been going on in your life I've been um, during this time. I've been working so crazy. Um, um, during this pandemic, I, I am so glad that I'm evidence of the word of God being true. Um, prosperity, even in a pandemic favor even in famine and um and so i've been working a lot but it's been good it's been what i've been praying uh, for so i'm excited that's awesome that's awesome um i wanna i wanna make sure that we we have a balanced conversation today and so i definitely don't want to begin um talking about anything that we have going on right now um or anything at all without addressing what's going on in the united states right now so I know that things are crazy over there and there are riots everywhere and it's just crazy. How have you been, have you been managing with that? How, like what, what's that been like for you? What, what's been going on on your balance, side? Balance is really the key because you can really get sucked in and overwhelmed. And while I believe we have a responsibility to participate um, mm -hmm. and, and do all of that stuff, you, you really have to balance because life right. has to go on and things have to still go on. So that's what it's been. Um, sometimes I can get sucked into the TV and, and all of that and right. take a step back and renew my mind uh, and all of that. But, but life is good. My children are safe. And so we're praying for, for relief and healing. Definitely, definitely. Um, what, what would you say as a pastor who's been having to 
to still have services and you're dealing with your members whose lives are affected by what's going on over there, what, what is the number one message that you and your husband have been preaching to the saints and to those who are going through this, this whole um, situation? It's gonna sound strange, but what we've been telling them is we've been empowering them. You've been trained for this. A faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. What do we know? Wow. We're not just training in faith for nothing to happen. We fight the good fight of faith. So this is a fight. I will fight, I will win. Uh, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, we're going to be the last one standing. I'm going to be the winner by a landslide. You don't even have to go to the scorecards. So, you know, you know me, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> We've been empowering. And listen to this. Our members are winning in every area. Like there, and it's not just about material things, but new cars, new home. Everything contrary to what's going on in the world is what our members are experiencing. Wow. Because they haven't changed what they say out of their mouth. That's good. That's yeah. good stuff. That's good stuff. So listen, you guys, I want to tell you something about this lady. Um, she's such an encouragement to me. I've only known her for a very brief time. I don't know. Has it been a year yet that we've I'm known one another? Sure. I think it's a little over a year. Yeah, I think it's been over a year. And um, the the way that she has pushed me in the brief period of time that we've known one another is absolutely incredible. There's absolutely no way that you could be around this woman and not be inspired or motivated to feel like you have to be a better person. And like, you can do, you can't do, like, you can't do anything. She makes you feel like you can just do anything, <laughs> like anything. Um, and she makes you feel like all things are possible. So I want to tell you, PM, we, um, of course, we didn't have a show last week, Monday, because it was a holiday here in the Bahamas. So we oh. didn't have a show last week, Monday. But our, on our last show, we were having a conversation. And the topic of our conversation was hashtag is a man shortage. Oh, okay? wow. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag wow. is a man shortage. And that's what we were talking about. And um, we made a pact with our our single ladies, and because this is girl talk, so we made a pact with our single ladies and our married ladies that we would be praying for one another. So our single ladies, we would be praying for our friends who are married, and for our you know married friends, we'd be praying for our single friends. And it was a very controversial con conversation that we had. Um, we had some men who called in on the show, wow. which was super cool, um, giving their perspective, and then. Of course, um, um, my pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule, he came in and he chimed in on the conversation like only he can. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, but we want to kind of continue this conversation. And I'm so glad that I have you in this conversation because I I'll tell you guys, I went, I went to, I went, uh, we don't go anywhere now, thanks to COVID-19, but I participated in um, a class that Pastor Monica did called How to Be a Wife. Yes. It was an amazing class. It was an amazing class. And so um, she's the perfect person to talk about this. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her journey, um, um, if you don't mind, PM, from singleness into marriage. And then we're going to begin our conversation. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to say things that you're not accustomed to pastors saying, but I did not live a perfect life. I know that is a shocker. I didn't live a perfect life. Um, I got married uh, at 22 because I thought I was late. So everybody was getting married. So I got married. It didn't last very long. And so wow. I found myself at 24, um, a single mom, divorced, uh, and in life didn't look that great. Um, then I met and married a man of God. I call him my SMG, my sexy man of God. Um, 
I met him, married him. He was a pastor. And um, contrary to what I thought, life wasn't perfect again. Like it wasn't perfect. And so it took work and different things like that. But the point that I want to say is that I found myself in failed relationships. And then I found myself in a great relationship now, but it was a relationship that took work. And that's my journey. Uh, and, and, and God spoke to me and said, there's more people like you than the perfect picture that they think about. And so that's why I began to share my story and my journey. We just celebrated, um, what was it, um, Friday, yes. 21 years of marriage. You're, and, officially, um, you're officially legal. Okay. <laughs> and we acted up too, you know. And so <laughs> we went to the harbor and everything is still in isolation, but we just got yeah. a suite overlooking the water. We just ordered food from our favorite restaurant and we're just living an amazing life. And so, but it, it was work to get to the amazing. It was work. It was work. So um, we had we had so many people who shared their stories. There was this one lady in particular. She shared her story about how she was working in ministry and um, as a single woman, waiting, watching all of her friends, like have children outside of marriage or get married, have kids. She always wanted to have kids. And then she ended up finding out that she had fibroids. And um, the fibroids were so, they were so big. Um, the doctors told her that she would not be able to have kids and she had to have a hysterectomy. And so she was in ministry working, you know, being faithful to God. And then she has to have a hysterectomy. So she's no longer able to have kids. She shared her journey with us. She's 42 years old, no children, loves the Lord, looked forward to getting married and have, having children. And that dream has been taken away from her. And we had so many, so many other persons who shared like similar journeys, like similar situations, similar circumstances. And, um, I, I, I too have been sharing my journey on, um, on the show, letting people know what it is that I'm facing, what I've been going through as a single woman in ministry, and not just a single woman in ministry, just a single woman period in this world where um, things are just not, they're just not as easy as people think they are. And, and it looks like it's glamorous and it looks glittery and it looks attractive, but it's really yeah. not, it's really not. And so that's kind of the conversation that we've been having. And one of the things that I've had to deal with recently, PM, is intimidation. Um, okay. I was sitting on a call with um, some friends of mine and they were saying to me, Marisha, you're really intimidating. Do you know that? Do you know that like, you don't, you're not like, you're not necessarily the most approachable person. What would you say to someone if they tell you, if, 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 they, if they said to you, well, or should I say, what would you say to someone who people tell them, you're intimidating, nobody wants to approach you. You're so successful. You you do this. You do that. How would you how would you speak to that single woman who people are intimidated by her? I have something to say that I think is so. I think it's gonna share some um, revelation and enlightenment. Okay. So one, there are women that I speak uh, speak to all the time who's ready to be found, but I'm like, but you're not friendly. <laughs> you know. So you have to. There's some things that you have to change. And people who love you and care about you, they're not just making stuff up. You know, just to hurt your feelings. They're trying to get you to the point of receptivity. So that's on right. one hand. The second misnomer that a lot of successful singles think is that you don't have a man because you're intimidating. Well, let me tell you something. I've been an entrepreneur since 21, okay? Um, mm -hmm. I am very aggressive. I am very, and I never had a, an issue fine. So it's not about being successful. And I, if, if we believe faith, right? And we, yeah. we only say what we want to see and we don't say what we don't want to see. 
Don't say men are intimidated by me because now all heaven has to come for your words. So one of the things that I would tell that person is change your language. But I would also work on being friendly, work on smiling and for no reason at all. If you if you are on a standing smile, then you may come across uh, your SMG, your your sexy man of God and don't even realize it. But you're already smiling. And he's like smiling at me. So now listen to this. I want to say this. I have a book called How to Be Found by my SMG, right? Yeah. And here's what I told people. Many people tell single women in the church, they tell them this, pray and wait on God. I mean, that's, I mean, right. that's the classic response. But here's, here's, here's what God said to me. If you were on a desert island and you were stranded and you were waiting to be found or discovered, would you just sit, pray and wait? No, you would, no. You would do something to be found. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that you can do to be found. One is be fruitful. People love uh, productive people. So you don't have to be, you don't have to wait to be found to be productive. Number two, now we have a saying here. I don't know if y'all know what this means, but I'll define it is be fly. Look the part. I mean, I mean, if I'm going to the grocery store, I got my lashes on, my eyebrows are done, you know, so look the part. And then the next one is be friendly. You know, just speak. Just you're not being fresh. Just speak. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And 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 let people know that you're open. Somebody has a cousin or brother or coworker that's just waiting to find you. But I would change my language and I would confess the word. See, I just believe the word of God. I would confess the word any day now, and I would be in position to be found. That's good. That is so good. That is so good. I think I think it's so important for us to have this conversation because it is, oh man, it's a, it's a burden on my heart. I will say this because I know that I'm not alone in this and I have so many persons that I come into contact with on a consistent basis and they're like, Marisha, you know, I feel you and they're like, oh, and it's just like this and it's like that and it's so hard and, and you know, people lie and all of these things that... <laughs> you know, that we talk about when it comes to, to um, being single and so on and so forth. And so it is, it is always so refreshing for us to be, to be able to have this conversation from, I guess you could say from a place of faith. I, yeah. I will be the first to admit to you, PM, that I am, I am definitely, I guess you could say, I don't want to say new, but my journey of faith in reference to this particular area of my life has been renewed. Um, and, and I want to, I want us to kind of address how, how to get to this renewed place, because, um, I'll tell you this PM, one of my most recent experiences is that the, the most recent relationship that I've come out of, I found that I was being lied to like, mm-hmm. l- like straight up, like yeah. lied to when I say lied to, I mean, like the things that people, you would not even imagine that somebody would lie about like just straight up lied to. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I reflect on it and I look back at it and I'm like, I don't know if anything was actually real. I don't know if any, if the last year of my life, if there was any truth in, in any of it. Um, down to like lying about prophetic words, PM. This, this, thing, this thing was deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, coming out of a situation like that, I'm not afraid to say that like I was completely like the wind was knocked out of me. I was just like, what? Like, really? 
-hmm. And to know that someone could, that someone can do that. And, and I'm learning, I'm learning about being, being gracious and forgiving in the midst of everything that I face with, with people. So um, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I can't front. I'm not going to lie. I'm on a journey yeah. to forgiveness here. I'm on a journey here to letting it go. But what it has done is it, it has, it, it has literally catapulted me into a place of faith because if I sit in the sadness, in the heartbreak, in the hurt, in if I sit, be distraught and just old pity party, what was me? Like, I'm the fool. I believe the lies, whatever. Like, there's no forward movement for me. I end up getting stuck. Right. And so what what I've been sharing and what I've been what I've literally been going through is this renewed faith journey after you've come out of a situation where you thought this was it. And then like the ceiling caves in and the whole building crumbles and you're like okay what just happened here like how did I get here yeah and so um this I guess another similar question like what what would you say to the women who have been on that journey and then everything just comes crumbling down how would you push them into a place of faith again yeah I'm gonna share I'm gonna share something with you and I think this is People are, may not like it, but I have found this in so many women of faith. Now, hear, here's, hear, hear me. Women in the church can be so gullible. And we want this idea of a power couple. We have this ideology that a man of God has to be. Uh, and I know I see a lot of uh, uh, evangelists and female pastors, they want this man of God that we can partner in ministry. And, and that's their only type of man of God. It, it, not necessarily a businessman who happens to love Jesus and pay his tithes. You know what I mean? But they have. And so I find that many women try to push that will onto the, their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it happen over and over. And unfortunately, there's some men um, all over who literally plot on women of God because they know what you want. They know what you want. So they'll give you that, that, that I love God and I'm looking for a partner in ministry. It is unfortunate, but they are. Now I want to say this, don't beat yourselves up if you have participated because the Bible says it will fool the very elect of God if it were possible. That's why he got found out. But the uh. second thing is that counterfeits look so much like the real thing. They look so much like the real thing. You know what I mean? Like you, a fake Gucci bag, it's the Jesus just slightly off. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. Not, it's not, you know, so it's designed to look like the real thing. So here's what I would tell you. Don't dismiss God. No, let me, okay. Woman with the issue of blood had an issue for 11 years. I'm sure through that 11 year time period, she thought she got healed. The blood might have dried up a little bit. Wow, or, that's good. Whatever. And so, so then every time it starts spotting again, can't you imagine up? Oh, see, I thought this was the one, but what if she had given up year 12 was coming where, where she was going to be immediately made whole in the presence of the father. So what would I do? Get healed. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. what you can do is push away um, the real thing. My husband and I were friends. He was not my type. I was not, I don't see how I couldn't have been his type. Well, we'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, again, like he was a pastor. I was like, I love God, but I'm not trying to marry a pastor. Like, right. so it was, it was not what I was looking for, but he was my friend. 
So you might be overlooking. So I'm saying be healed. Now I'm going to give you something really quickly that I know you know, but you probably apply to everything else but relationships. And that's okay. the ABCs of faith. Okay. Ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, and expect. Ask. Make your request known unto God. Don't say things like we that we learn in church. Anyway, you bless me, I'll be satisfied. No. When he comes with bad credit and boils, now you're upset because <laughs> you, you said anyway, you bless me. So no, be, I mean, be specific down to, I want them to love God, but I want them to have a whole lot of swag. I right. want them to rip me up and say, come on, Reese, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Like you have to be specific. So that's ask. Then you got to believe that God, if you created all of this, then you are forming and fashioning the man of my dreams. And any day now, you're going to release them to me, but I'm going to be healed and I'm going to be qualified to be his help me. So I believe that. So as believe, confess, I am no longer saying ridiculous things like all men are dogs. I'm not saying crazy stuff That's out of my good. mouth. I am That's not going to give credence to what the enemy wants me to say. I'm not going to do that. Even if it's the truth. I mean, even if it's, listen to this, a fact, I don't have to give voice to a fact because he says, let the weak say what? I'm strong. I'm strong. That the mm -hmm. poor say, I, so I only say what I want to see. So ask, believe, confess. And then I demonstrate, I dress up because I believe this may be the day. I go <laughs> out. You got to have a social life. You and I fought about this. I'm like, but where are you going? Are you expecting a Cinderella story? He's going to knock on your door. He's going to show up at your church. You have to be visible. And then the last one is I expect God to deliver and to exceed my expectations. That's good. That is so good. Oh man, that is so good. You touched on something that's very interesting though. You, you said, PM, you said that men prey on on women in ministry. They prey on Christian women. And yes, I think that's very, <laughs> that's very important for us to know, not just know, but like yeah. we need to process that. One of the things that my pastor says all the time, we get so caught up in passion, we don't get knowledge. Yes. We don't get knowledge. When we, when we meet a guy or, you know, someone introduces us to someone or similar to like a, a situation I was in, you get a different perspective of this person who's been in your life for so many years and you see them through, through a different light. Um, and then it's like your brain shuts off. Mm -hmm. Your brain shuts off and you get all googly eyed and, 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 and then passion takes over because you're all excited about this new relationship and we don't take the time to get knowledge to actually like, figure out, okay, what is this person about? Like, who are they really? Have you, have you figured out what it is that they actually like believe? Like, have you figured out what is true about them? Something that, that God was dealing with me too, PM personally, he was like, just like you said, stop rehearsing the facts. Right. Facts right. will keep you in bondage yes. for every time. It is the truth that makes you free. Yes. Facts do not make you free. Come on. Facts, facts have no freedom in it. And he yeah. said to me, he said, you spend so much time rehearsing what you see. And the Bible says faith, the walk of faith is not by sight, right? It's not by sight. So if you spend all this time rehearsing what you see, what you see, what you see, oh my gosh, I don't see anybody out there. When I go to church, I don't see anyone in there for me. I don't see yeah, this. Yeah. I don't see that. Or, um, you know, my last situation had me so bitter and I, and all we do is rehearse the facts. 
and we just sit in bondage. We just sit in this place where we're stuck because all we do is rehearse what we see. And so um, this journey that he's been taking me on, it's been an amazing one. It's been an empowering one, but it, it has its low points. It mm-hmm. definitely has its yeah, low yeah, moments. Yeah. And, and what, what I, I guess you could say, the way that I wanted this conversation to go and also to end is to give everyone out there who's on the same journey or maybe who's in a marriage that's not quite working so right, something to push them, to propel you forward, to get you to this place where, where no matter how bad it is, no matter how crazy the situation is, it can get better. It can get better. So we're talking to the single women, but we're also talking to our married girls. We're talking to our married women. And um, PM, you talked about it. You said it. You said that, you know, your your first marriage was a failure. And then you walked into this marriage and you thought it was going to be all cookies and, you know, cream and beautiful sunshine and flowers and rainbows and, you know, lilies in the fields. And, and you had to work. Talk about some of the work that you had to do. Well, first of all, the coming to the knowledge of this, and this is going to be a shocker from, for everybody. I'm not perfect. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so you got a damaged person going into a relationship, just trying to make up for the failed mistake that you have. So anything that resembles my past, I'm ready to run. My biggest uh, issue that I had in my relationship, I'm an only child, so I can be a spoiled brat. So when wow. I didn't get my way, I'm going home. Like I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm out. And, um, <laughs> and so until I realized like I had to stick and stay and that it was going to be work. So there were a lot of challenges that we had and it wasn't all him. It was me. It was some growing up I had to do. And then my husband is almost a decade older than I am. So wow. he's trying to teach me what I'm trying to teach you. I'm looking at him like, bro, you not trying to teach me nothing. Okay. <laughs> First of all, and the great, the crazy, we talk about this in marriage um, sessions a lot. The crazy thing is he taught me so much, but you can't say you're teaching me, you know? (laughs) So now he knows, he knows my language. You know, Monica, let me show you something. You can show me stuff all day long, but you don't. So it was things that we had to learn. And then now he's so youthful and he's wearing jeans in church. My husband was an old soul for years. So we balance each other out. So some of the things that I had to learn is that it was going to be work, but it was worth it. It was going wow. to be worth anything worth having is going to take work. I've also learned that it wasn't just, I remember a lady told me, you know, I'm tired of being single. I want somebody to have on Valentine's day. I said, ma'am, there's 364 other days <laughs> <laughs> that you got to be right about this joker. Okay. Right. So, so it's not just the pictures. One of the things I want to tell singles, don't believe the the Facebook and social media highlights. We only put up good stuff. Yeah, you don't put up the bad stuff. Well, I mean, you should, because some of some people, I'm like, whoa, whoa, leave that off of Facebook. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) but for the for the most part, we're sharing our highlights. So you saw, you know, me on the harbor. You know, um, and this is just getting ready to get real, real. You saw me on the harbor with my husband stealing away where we just took a drive. We got our masks on, but we got big lobster tails and he's looking in my eyes and and I'm looking in, in, in his eyes. And we had an amazing time. We have amazing family. But you didn't see two years ago when I was ready for a divorce. And I'm talking real talk two years ago. Wow. Um, wow. What is this? 23 years ago, 2017. I was ready to end it all. I was ready to walk away. So you, you again, don't 
go off the highlights. I was fed up with ministry. I was fed up with, you know, the way things were going. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to put in the work. We had to get counseling. I know the, the saints, don't, y'all just want to pray in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We had to go to a therapist. We had to learn how to communicate. We had to realize what was our focus breakers and our time wasters and the infiltrators that came into our lives. It could be ministry. So we had work to do. It was not always easy. Now, many people ask, when did it get better? I don't know. I just know that it did. I don't remember that it got better. I just remember me not wanting to leave one day. I remember me not wanting to quit one day. I remember saying he is cute though. You know, I mean, I remember (laughs) coming back to that because it was a year of, I can't stand to look at you. You know what I mean? So it was, it was all of that, that it was, it's work. So I had to work on me too. And there were times where we had to force ourselves to have date night. We didn't need, he didn't want to be there. I didn't want him there. So we were just following the steps and following the script. But listen, what, what we did know is that we owed it to God to try and to give it everything we had. Can you imagine me going around this world empowering everybody, but not giving an effort for, for the person that I spent the last 20 years with? My so I had, to, I had to decide, I'm not going to help everybody have abundant life while I miss it. I got my so kids good. together. I got my marriage together. And nothing feels better to have money in the bank. Your marriage is good. Your ministry is fine. I'm winning at it all. All I got to do is lose these COVID pounds. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, I am winning. Okay. I'm winning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me, you, and everybody else. We just, COVID That's just. all I've been doing is eating. Just, oh, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. And eating well, too. You've been eating well. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that's so good, PM. That's that's so good. I think I think it's important for us to understand that that um it's not a wedding, it's a marriage. Yeah. Um, and that's I think that's definitely a mis I don't want to say a misunderstanding, but I think it's kind of a blinder. Um, there's a passage of scripture that talks about the enemy blinding the eyes. Yeah. I think our eyes are blinded sometimes by the 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 glitz and the glamour of what it would what it would look like to be in a relationship what it would look like to have a life partner and we don't understand like the real like the hard work that it takes and of course we can't understand it because we're not in it we can get perspective but we won't understand it until we're in it um i i i saw something that absolutely um, um, lifted me um, with you and your husband when uh, when you were on your little thing and you both were posting. And I looked at it and I said, here are two people that are sharing with you the truth of what relationship really looks like. Mm-hmm. When I saw both of your anniversary posts, I was like, now nah, this is cool. This is not the, the googly eyed, Oh, I love this man. Oh, I love this woman post. It was like, y'all, we've been through some stuff. Here's what triumph looks like. Right. right. Here's what triumph looks like. And that that so lifted me. That so blessed me because PM in the world, there are not enough Christian marriages that are making it. Mm-hmm. And if they are making it, nobody sees it. No one sees it. And so a lot of times for us on our faith journey, I feel like 
we do we do the body of Christ a disservice when we don't share our victories and our triumphs. Yeah. Because yes, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. But sometimes we need to see an example of like somebody winning, so, like <laughs> of of a marriage, a Christian marriage that's working. That's not just working, but that's like the bomb. Sometimes we need to see that. Sometimes Absolutely. we need to be, we need to have uh, a view of something that we're not necessarily trying to duplicate it and we're not comparing ourselves to it. We just want to look at it and be like, you know what? If they can do this, I can do this too. It's possible. It's possible for, for not only for me to meet someone and to actually enter into a commitment, but for that commitment to thrive and to produce something. So I want to I want to talk about that I guess you could say the, the the production that's supposed to come from relationships. I have I have a lot of people that I know who don't get me wrong their marriages are great but the the marriages are fruitless. They're not producing yeah anything. They're not producing anything. Um there's two people they're together but there's no fruit. Right. Can you talk about that PM? Well <clears throat> One, excuse me, one of the things that I teach in my how to be a wife class, and if women would ever get this, I have solved 50% of your problems. When you get into a relationship with a man, you were called to be his help and he was not called to be yours. And we keep saying that, show me the scripture. I was designed to be his help meet. He was, he's my protector. He's my provider. He's my king. He, little Lord, he was never designed to help me. And I'm going to prove my point. Okay. Um, that's why you can help men and they can't help you the same way. You know what I mean? Ah. If your husband is in school and you take care of the kids and you make sure his meals and after he comes home from work, he can study and you can da da da. And then you go to school and you still got to cook and you still, and you're looking like, wait, 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 wait. He can't even multitask like we do. We're doing, that's you know, true. did you do your homework and then, you know, and you're cooking and did you do your homework and you're yelling and you're on the phone and you I mean, we're doing all this. And I remember my husband would cook and he can really cook. And I would say, babe, did you cook? And he would say, he would say oh, I cooked for you. And I say, oh, this is awesome. Now, first of all, I got to look at all the dishes because he used every dish in that sink. <laughs> I mean, everything must have had a different pot, every single thing. And when you look to him like, well, you didn't clean. He's like, I cooked. So I'm like, then I'm like, did Matthew do his homework? And he's like, he said he didn't have any. He said he didn't have any. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's the... Again, he can't help you the way you help him. That's good. If That's you really get good. that, your ex, then you're saying, well, what am I supposed to do? You have to, do, you have to say, I have the grace to do it. I have another example. Let me give you another example. I think, especially women in ministry. My husband was a pastor before I was ever called to the ministry. Okay. So when he went to preach, he just left. Food was still on the table. The kids still went to school every day. Everything at home and ministry acted the same. When I went, when I got called to the ministry and I started to travel, I had to make sure the clothes was ironed for the week. I had to make sure the food was labeled because if you don't put Tuesday on it, they're going to eat it Monday. You know, it's going to get confused. (laughs) I had to email the teachers and let them know I was going out of town. Don't even call my husband, call me. 
I had to deal with stuff at the airport. And you said, well, wow, that's too much. No, I got the grace to handle this. That's good. That's so good. And what happens is we expect tit for tat. I did it for him, but he can't do it for me. And the sooner I recognize it, what did I do? If I knew I had to go to the Bahamas, I'm speaking it. If I had to go to the Bahamas uh-huh. <laughs> next week. I knew to start preparing a week ahead of time because of my responsibility. And therefore, nobody stressed, nothing went undone, and I still met my assignment. Oh, I'm a bad That's good. Kid. And you That's have good, to PM. say that too. I got the grace to handle every irritation and agitation that's attached to my assignment. Everything attached to me, I win. Everything. That's just, I'm winning in every area. And that's the difference. So now I'm good to my husband. I come back from ministering and he never missed a beat because I prepared for everything to be taken care of. That's so good, PM, because a lot of times you can see bitterness forming when you don't get what you give. And so it's so important for us. It's so important for us to recognize going into into, um, relationships that you're you're not expecting to get what you give. You're expecting that person to be themselves and to give of themselves. And, and I think that I'll, I'll definitely tell you, I definitely made that mistake many times mm-hmm. in a relationship and be like, I'm giving all of this. Like, what are you doing? Right. What, what's in it for me? Like, and we don't, we don't want to admit that, but a lot of times we go in because I mean, we're human beings. We're, it's by, it's naturally by nature for us to be selfish. Right. So um, I would be like, so, so what do I get? What's in it for me? Um, And, and when we don't get what we give, it it can, it literally like breathes. It's the breeding ground for bitterness. Oh, you're getting ready to be so resentful. But here's the thing. I get a lot. Like my husband, um, I'm, I do well for myself, but he pays every bill in the house. I mean, he pays every bill. That's just his commitment. And I praise God for for his conviction. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So he gives me a lot. It's just not what I give him. So Ah. it's a difference. And a lot of times we magnify that one thing that you're not getting. I have women all the time. My husband cares for me. He provides for me. He loves me, but he will never make a decision. And And I'm like, but you're the better financier. You're the better one. That's that he good. So the one thing that he doesn't do, you have to decide, well, that's why I was created. I was created to help him. And if that's you just good. keep looking at his deficits, no, seriously. Now men don't like me to say this, but the truth is the reason why we were created because they needed help. It's real. <laughs> they needed help. Because listen, up until that point, right? God, everything that was created, sun, moon, stars, he says, it's good. And it was good. And it was good. <laughs> And it was good. And it was good. Man yes, is BM. Yes. Man <laughs> is created. And that's the first time you hear God says, it is not good for men. <laughs> yes. Man not be by himself. He needs some help. And I got the perfect. And that's what you have to say. I am suitable. I am qualified. So any deficiencies that I see in my husband, God already knew. And he knew he had the perfect person. I don't always like it, but I'm qualified for it. That's good. That's good. You don't always like it. I thought I was going to like it all the time, PM. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to like it all the time. All right. We we are like about 15 minutes out of wrapping up. And um, I told you guys, for those of you tuning in, I told you this woman is amazing. She's so full of knowledge. I just so appreciate the gift and the call that is on her life. Um, a lot of times I think 
we make we make a lot of things more complicated than they should be and it's really because we mm, we want to do things on our own pm i'm a control freak can i tell you that yeah. i want, oh, oh my goodness when things don't go the way that i want it to go i turn into the hulk yes. <laughs> okay um and oh yeah it could be crazy and definitely the number one requirement in this walk of faith is to relinquish control yeah. is to relinquish that inner beast on the inside of you is like no i want us to go this way and it should be this way because this is the way that i want it to be and um i i struggle a lot sometimes too with with being able to communicate the fact that like I'm trying to relinquish this control, but I need help. Yeah. And um, I think that we do a disservice to our sisters because this is girl talk. We do a disservice to our sisters when we see our friends struggling, when we see them fighting for something that's not possible, but we just leave it. We let them, we let them fight. We let them go after this relationship and we can look and see, no, it's not working. It's not working. No, like, like I'm your friend. I can look at you. I can see that this man is not it right. for you. Um, I can look at, at the, your approach right now to your husband. No, you no, you're not going to win him like that. Right. You're right. not going to. So how do we as women have these conversations, PM, without offending one another? Because, you know, while we're control freaks, while we want to be in control of everything, we have attitudes. I don't want nobody telling me how to run my life. I don't want anyone saying to me, do this, do that, try. No, I don't even want you telling me to try something. No, because you do you. You stay in your small corner and let me live my life. How would you, like, what kind of advice would you give to, to the girlfriends? Because we're supposed to be our sister's keeper. So how do we help our girlfriends? How do we talk to our girlfriend who we can tell that her approach to her husband is not working. And it's not because we're in her business, right, right. but we're listening to her complain about some stuff and it's her approach is not working. What do we say to our single friends when they say the stupid stuff, like it's a man shortage and I don't see, you know, I don't see how I'm ever going to get married or I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life. Like, how do we, how do we do this walk with our girlfriends without coming across as controlling and condemning and, and judgy? Well, I want to go back to one thing that you said, um, just like this control freak. I think I, I pride myself in being very intelligent, right? So the reason, the reason why I stopped being a control freak and, 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 and having to have all of the information, because I realized the first five boyfriends I had, I picked myself and I did a terrible job. So since I'm not very good at this thing, I'm going <laughs> to let God do what he's an expert at. That's good. That's good. And I, that stopped me from being a control freak. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. You had full knowledge and you did all of this stuff and it was a mess. So I'm not very good at it. So I really, it's easier for me to just say, you tell me what to do. You get right be embarrassed. You told me to do this. I don't have no responsibility. I, when I got born again, I gave him permission to boss me around and I'm a slave to his will. What we get oh, that's good. Okay. I, it's so, it's so freeing. I'm not up worrying at night. Why? Because he neither slumbers nor sleep. I'm like, God, you made a decision yet. Okay. Let me know. And I, I, <laughs> I literally, I literally, that's number one. Number two, I can't be embarrassed. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I make myself of known reputation. So I have, I don't have this thing hanging over my head because most of us are prideful. 
And we think yes. it, we, we mask it as, as fake humility, but it's prideful. I don't want to look stupid. I, I don't care if I do. First of all, stop trying to get affirmation from people who are not qualified to critique you. PM, say that again. Stop trying to get affirmation from people who are not qualified to critique you. You can't critique my dreams. You can't because you're not working on yours. So I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I got you. as far as the friends go, I got two really good friends. I think one is on. I got two, three, maybe three people that I give permission to check me. We, we will fight it out. I don't always like it, but they've been there for me in my life. They're not trying to hurt me. So even if I get off the phone and I really don't like what you said, then I still know that you love me and I will listen to what they have to say. Um, I have really one good. best friend. She is, we fight it out and she has the best advice until it comes to her. And then when I say <laughs> something to her, I said, but you told me the same thing. And she's like, right. well, you don't apply to me. And we, we <laughs> fight it out. But what happens is we do listen to each other. We do pray for each other. And it's a no fly zone. It's no condemnation. See, that's, that's another good. thing. We won't share a lot of what's going on because we're afraid of keeping this good church face up. Yes. And if I share and so I, I do have some people, they have permission to check me. They have, per, and, and I love it because I'm the pastor in the relationship. They're not pastors, they're in ministry, but they're not. And I don't, I don't play that card. They are my friends and That's they have good. the right to say, and then they will, they're my two best friends and they got a nerve to, they didn't even know each other. Do you know they had a nerve to build a relationship? And if I start acting crazy, they'll go into prayer themselves. I'm like, y'all be praying on me. <laughs> But you want somebody to love you so much. Yeah. You're willing because we may have a season of falling out because I don't want to hear it. Everybody's not trying to hear it. But I will know when it when the rubber meets the road and this thing come to a head that you tried to tell me, you tried to hurt me. A lot of times we won't tell our friends because we're selfish and we don't want to lose the relationship. I'm okay with you being mad for now. I love you too much to let you That's go. Good. That's so good. That is so good. If you guys want to throw your questions and you can definitely throw them there in the comments, or if you want to call in, you're sitting in your car, you're driving and you're listening to the show, the number to call in is 825-LIFE, which is 5433-825-5433. That's so good, PM. I, I'll say this to you. I <laughs> Can I tell you that um, I got fussed up for this the other day. PM, I'm not good at getting corrected. I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. I'm okay. not. I, uh-uh. What? what what i like i put on the gloves yeah that's me i fight the minute you come at me and you say you know well you this thing that you did i don't like and i'm like what the, excuse me okay <laughs> i'm i'm ready to come back at you and be like well no actually no i don't welcome your opinion um no thanks i don't <laughs> want to hear anything that you have to say and um yeah no and um I, I, two things I realized, I realized two things about myself, PM, and I think it's, it's, it's very important for us to get to know ourselves as individuals. We need to, we have to spend some time in getting to know ourselves. Here's what I realized. I realized that I'm just a mouthy person, period. So I need to know that, that like, and the people who are around me, they need to know that. I'm just going to be mouthy. I'm going to be mouthy. I'm going to come back at you and I'm going to say something that's probably stupid. And I have to come back and apologize for it because <laughs> You know, that's that's how I am. And I'll, I'll try to apologize my way out of a situation or I'll try to work my way out of a situation to make it seem like what I did was not so bad. So that, that is who I am. <laughs> that is who I am. It's not right. 
It's not right. <laughs> Jesus is working on that part of my life, but that is me. But here's one thing that I did realize about myself, PM, and this is something that I, I, I say to all of my friends and the people that are close to me. If, if I have a child, PM, if I have a daughter and my daughter is allowed to spend time with you as my friend, I would say to you, you cannot discipline my child if you don't love my child first. That's what I would say to yeah, you. Yeah. And so the, the principle by which I live my life, PM, is if you don't celebrate my good moments, yes. you can't come at me in my bad moments. Yes. That is what I believe. I have a problem when, when it's celebration time for me and you don't show up to the party. Yeah. But the moment that I have a failure then all of a sudden you, oh, you did this wrong. No, no, that's, that's where the gloves come out. The gloves come out because I feel like while there is never going to be an equal balance, I need to have evidence in my life of you being the person that has celebrated my victories. There has to be evidence that you care about all of me, not just the, the things about me that need to be fixed and the things about me that need to be corrected. And so when it comes to the people that I keep around me and, and, and the people that I hold near and dear to me, when I realize that there's no celebration coming from them, I close myself off. Yeah. That is who I am. I close myself off. And so I think it's so important for us to realize the first thing, if, if we're going to be keeping our girlfriends accountable, or even if we're in a marriage with someone, even if we're in a relationship with someone, we have to be intentional with celebrating. Celebration is so important. Because if you never, ever say to me that I did something well, I'm never going to receive the, the, the comments, the criticism, the advice that you're going to give me when I do something wrong. I don't want to hear it because you don't care. Right. Right. If you cared, you show up to the birthday party. When something is done well by me and you don't say anything about it, you don't clap, you don't be like, good job, Marisha, or... Um, thank you so much for, for being a blessing or however you choose to celebrate. That's you. That's equivalent to you not showing up to my party. Yes. You can't show up to the court case and not show up to the party. Okay. On the other side, <laughs> you're on the other <laughs> side in, in the courtroom. I, I think, I think something that is, 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 is so key. You know what you know about your friends. You know, people who are secretly jealous of you. Stop playing. Like I just realized yes. make the cuts in this season. I'm too old to be playing these games. Um, certain people that just can't go with me in the season and I don't have to demonize them. They were good for whatever season it was in. And I'm okay that's with good. that. But no deposit, no withdrawal. No deposit, no withdrawal. And that's that's really where it is. These people have been close to me and we, we're friends and I can receive that. Uh, one of the things that my friend, my friend um, Simone does is that she tries to show up to all of my first. So if I'm going on a tour, she'll try to come to the first city. Or she'll That's try cool. To come to the first. That's somebody who really supports what you're doing. So that when she says, you said that kind of funky when somebody <laughs> said something to you, then I can't act like she's just jealous. She's not jealous of you. She's no. at everything. She celebrates. So you have to have that perspective. I think that's really, really good. Now, everybody can't critique me. Now, I'm going to say something funny because this person may oh. actually see this recording. And I care if not. There is one lady I love it. I <laughs> who, care if, not. if I put out a flyer and it's a miss comma or whatever, she can't wait to inbox me, oh, PM, check your, and it's not that I can't be corrected or I don't want to help, but you you always see said flyer. You always like said flyer. You don't come to nothing, 
even during the quarantine, we virtual and you don't come. But you're just waiting to pick out an era. Girl, bye. The comma didn't stop it from being a success. Have a great life. So I it, and, it, <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just those types of things. So I get when people, and she literally has been doing that for years. She just criticizes everything that I do. So you, you scoured this whole thing to find a comma era that most people are not even going to detect. So it's, it's, I get it. I do. I actually get it. And I don't let things like that bother me at all, though. I, I, I am probably ruthless when it comes to that. I don't, people don't like me saying that, but I don't, I don't lose sleep over much. I get, I get my sleep in because I just don't. Um, I am now what I am learning. Let me tell you what I had to work on Okay. because I'm an only child. I would, the minute something would go wrong in a relationship, I would take flight. Ah. And I had a new friend. Her name is Sean. She said to me, because she heard my stories and she said, you have to promise me if we enter into this relationship, you're not just going to break up with me. And I was like, I don't know if I could say that, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and it, it's that challenge with me. So now I am having lifelong friends because at the midst of confrontation, I'm, I do the Bible. I go to my brother. I do what the Bible says. Yeah, it's not always yeah. comfortable, but it's worth it. So, I mean, I think it's a balance. Some people I don't care about. They, they, they don't really care about me. So I don't care about their critique, but the people who really love me and who shown it, I listen to what they have to say. I don't always agree, but I do listen to what they have to say. Which is good, which is good. We need to be able to receive. This has been so amazing. PM, I know that you have another appointment to get to. I just want to say thank you so, 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 so much. Oh my gosh, this has been so great. And for your regular Glory listeners, I got one or two messages from people saying, finally, she's back. I'm so glad to hear her voice. I'm coming back soon. I'm coming back real, real soon. So thank you so much for sitting in on this episode of Girl Talk. This has been this has been such an enlightening enlightening one. Um, PM, I want you to do something before you go. We got about four minutes left. Do you mind saying a prayer for us? That's not normally the way that we do things on Girl Talk. We're usually just straight up cutting the fool Girl Talk. But <laughs> I feel like I feel like we could we can close this one off with a prayer. And I want you to pray how you're led. Yeah. But do you mind doing that for us? I don't mind at all. Absolutely. Let's pray. I'm going to pray for single and married ladies alike, but let's pray for the singles at first. Father, I thank you for every single woman that's listening to this radio show, that's watching this broadcast. God, you know them name by name and situation by situation. Thank you. And God, we declare you're big enough and you're bad enough to pull off every dream, every idea, everything that concerns them, even the secret things that they don't utter. Father, in the name of, get into every crack and crevice of their heart. Cleanse them, Father, just like David. Renew in them a right spirit. God, restore unto them the joy of their salvation. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for making every crooked place straight and every rough place plain, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak now by the authority of the Holy Ghost. God, that the fire that's on the inside of me permeates them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That we empower them, God, to have everything that, they, that you said that they are entitled to have. Great relationships, gr- great grand ideas, witty inventions, great careers, Father, you, in the Lord. name of every dream, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I speak freedom in Jesus' name. Now for that married person that's saying, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I speak right now a renewal in the name of Jesus. If you could Jesus. do it for us, God, I, 
I got every, I got all confidence that you can do it for them. Father, I was so low, but you brought me up, God. And I was so weak, but you made me strong. And so, Father, I thank you that I declared I would make the devil pay for attacking my family. And so, Father, if I can just empower somebody listening today to hold on, just like the woman with the issue of blood, God, in the oh name of God. Jesus, God, you're going to exceed their expectations. And God, I, I declare it and I call it so in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, PM, for those of you who were tuned in. Oh my gosh. Listen, PM, tell them where they can find you. Give them all your social media handles, all that stuff. Yes. Yes. Go and follow me on social media. My um, hashtag is Pastor Monica one. So it's facebook.com slash Pastor Monica one. Go to my website. You can either go to pastormonica.com or ispeakworldwide.com. And I'll tell you real quick, um, I just opened a new school for women in ministry called Her. So herschoolofministry.com. Yes. So please connect with me. I'm coming back to the Bahamas as soon as we can. Um, as that's soon my as second the, the world opens up. <laughs> yes, that's my second home. I'm excited to come back. I'm excited to bring our tour back. Uh, just excited about everything. So thank y'all so much for having me on and tell Bishop, thank you for thinking of me. I am Thank honest. you. Thank you. You are amazing. Thank you so much, PM. Thank All you right. so much. And thank you everybody for tuning in. <laughs>